Hello, and welcome to From the Newsroom, a podcast production of the Monroe News in Monroe, Michigan. The following news items appeared in the Monroe Evening News, a forerunner of the Monroe News, in October 1918. With the arrest of the Billingsley's gang, the whiskey smugglers have become more desperate instead of tamer. This was made clear at an early hour this morning when Trooper Harvey Pasick was attacked by a pair of bootleggers who were traveling in an automobile in what is known as the Ida Road, which is almost two miles east of Temperance, and that the state officer is alive is a miracle. After Trooper Passing had been beat into unconsciousness, he was thrown out of the automobile into a ditch, and after gaining consciousness, he crawled on his hands and knees to a farmhouse. As soon as the occupants of the farmhouse had been aroused, Dr. Dassault of Erie and a physician of Ida were hurriedly summoned. Trooper Passig presented a battle-scarred hero's appearance, and it required 13 stitches to close up the cuts inflicted about his face and head. He was weak from the loss of blood, and after he was fully revived, was taken back to troop headquarters at Erie. Shortly before the attack took place, Trooper Passig had brought four smugglers to this city. They were traveling in an automobile which contained 164 quarts of whiskey. The quartet, after giving Pasek $36, were led to believe that he would permit them to go over the forbidden path unmolested. Jumping into the car, he told them to drive to Monroe and park their car overnight and everything would be safe. Instead of coming into the city by way of South Monroe Street, Passing told them to take South Washington Street, and when the sheriff's residence was reached, he pulled out his gun and marched them into jail. The smugglers gave their names as Frank Rennes, Louis Magolius, Joseph Allenus, and Wadiolus Rubica. After this gang had been tucked away, Trooper Passing returned to the Ida Road, and he had been there but a short time before another and then another machine drove into sight. He jumped into the rear one and commanded the first one to drive slowly in front. Both machines carried two people and a large cargo of whiskey, and they had gone but a short distance before the two men in the front car made an effort to escape. Pasek pulled in gun and began firing at the fleeting smugglers. After he had fired the last shot from his gun, the two men who were in the car with him jumped on him and beat him into unconsciousness. Leaving him lying at the roadside, the two escaped. Speaking of the affair, Lieutenant Hiddle said, I am thoroughly convinced that the smugglers thought they had killed Pasek. He surely is a nervy little fellow, and I warn all of the smugglers to stay away from him in the future. The attack took place took about 2 o'clock this morning, and each, as near as we can tell, learn had about 40 gallons of whiskey. Lieutenant Hiddle is looking for more gunplay, and he has advised all the troops to be constantly on the alert. He said Detroit will get booze if they have to kill for it. Word has been received by George Lang, Secretary of the Chamber of Commerce, from State Highway Commissioner Frank Rogers of Lansing, advising him that the definite date of the opening of the new Dixie Highway North will be Tuesday, October 11th, and a big celebration was being planned by W.B. Galbraith, manager of Detroit Automobile Club. Mr. Lang stated at a meeting of the Board of Directors of the Chamber of Commerce held Tuesday afternoon, No definite plans were made to take part in the celebration, but the directors would meet Thursday and form plans for taking part in the event. 
War has raised the penny from being one of the humblest coins of the United States to a position of real importance. Monroe banks are handling pennies on an unprecedented scale and can hardly meet the demand for them. The primary reason for this is the use of the pennies as war tax on tobacco, theater trinkets, etc., and the addition of pennies to the cost of many articles. And finally, a new two-manual pipe organ at the cost of $4,500 is being installed in Trinity Lutheran Church, and the work of placing the organ in position will take about three weeks. The organ was ordered over a year ago, but due to the war and shortage of material, it was impossible to make delivery until next week. You've heard some of the headlines from October 1918 from the Monroe Evening News, which was a predecessor of the Monroe News. For today's headlines, go to MonroeNews.com and listen to our newscast, Monroe in a Minute, on Rewind 94.3. This has been a podcast production of the Monroe News in Monroe, Michigan. Find us online at www.MonroeNews.com, on social media at Screen Name Monroe News, and in print seven days a week.